0: Welcome to the All Y'all Podcast. I'm Sarah Bear,
1: And I'm Chris J. All Y'all is a live storytelling event series and podcast that Sarah and I produce independently from our home studio right here in Shreveport, Louisiana.
0: The 2018 season of All Y'all is made possible by our awesome presenting sponsor, Marilyn's Place, a Cajun and Creole restaurant located at 4041 Fern Avenue in
1: Shreveport, Like a lot of you, we suspect, Sarah and I enjoy the occasional long boozy brunch at Marilyn's place we also love the curry fried catfish and the creative one-off dinner specials that baza and his team concoct during the week they Br- come up
0: bring on those endless mimosas uh,
1: and if you're listening to this in real time uh, which is in uh heading into october 2018 they are once again doing the german food specials every wednesday night in october so look for crazy german food specials every wednesday night in october for Oktoberfest.
0: And if you want to learn more about these specials, all you need to do is like Maryland's Place on Facebook. You can search for it just by typing in Maryland's Place, and that's Maryland's with two
1: N's. This episode that you're about to hear features an incredible story from The Skin I'm In, which was a live storytelling event that we hosted at the Women's Department Club of Shreveport back in August of 2017.
0: During a difficult time in her life, storyteller Colleen McKechnie was called to provide end-of-life care for her mother, who was battling Huntington's disease. In an absurd twist of fate, Colleen herself was also diagnosed with the same disease. Colleen took the All Y'all stage with her service dog, Sebastian, to share how the process of dealing with her mother's death taught her how to live.
1: Stick around after Colleen's story for an update from her, plus details of our next live storytelling event, which is coming up quickly on Sunday, November 4th, 2018 at 1 p.m. at Red River Brewing Company. We're recruiting storytellers right now. And I've got to tell you, this is going to be a really entertaining event. Uh, we've got some really, really cool people uh, who are who are stepping forward to tell stories.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited about this next event. So please stick around after Colleen's story for lots more good stuff. We'll tell you a little bit more about that live event. And finally, here's Colleen McKechnie's story we're calling A Colorful Dying Leaf.
2: And please bear with me because this is not my jam. At, At all. I wanted to tell a story last year, but couldn't. I saw Chris and Sarah at the Highland Parade and could barely say hello without bursting into tears. My current reality is full of heavy shit. I spent the last nine months of my mother's life with her. As her full time caregiver, losing her to Huntington's disease. Tonight I'm dipping my toe in the pool of tomorrow, hoping that this experience helps me move forward. What would you give to know the meaning of life? To have an undeniable sense of purpose? To not feel insignificant? To know the meaning of be here now? I've been gifted all these things, but the price was steep. I had to lose my mother I had to watch a disease devour her one brain cell at a time and I had to take ownership of that same disease the town I currently live in is my mother's hometown I went to kindergarten there my kindergarten teacher was my mom's best friend so she let me take the attendance card to the office every day by myself my ponytail rocking back and forth Who knows where I'd be today if I hadn't been plucked out of that perfect little storyline and tossed into a few others. I went to five different elementary schools before fifth grade, scattered across three different states. My personality at school was full-blown awkward. I was so shy. I'd been the new kid often enough that by middle school I just wanted to melt into the background. And then hormones hit. Kids were mean to me when I put on weight. The world felt dimmer and unfair. Nothing felt easy anymore. All through high school, on my bedroom shelves, I had a shard of glass taped to a piece of paper with the word suicide question mark written in marker. I don't remember my parents saying anything to me about it, but I was so depressed and numb, most of my high school years were a blur. I do remember the embarrassment of showing up to class with bruised knuckles from punching the porcelain bathtub in fits of rage, usually in response to my mom's unpredictable mood swings. She would start arguments, and I just didn't know how to process all that. Somehow I survived high school. I zoomed through college at LSUS, focused on art classes, and got a fine arts degree. I was officially a graphic designer. I moved away to Louisville, Kentucky, mostly to become gay in a faraway land. (laughs) the truth (laughs) that's where I started my mental health journey when my girlfriend asked me what's wrong with you I was cycling through moods that were common to me but foreign to her when I moved back to Shreveport because that did not work out uh, I I worked for some of Shreveport's best designers Michael Williams (laughs) Jim Huckabee and Jay Bowen I was 24, 25, and I had billboard designs all the way to Dallas, uh, on the interstate to Dallas. I had won a gold Addy, I was on a roll, but the market here was a little slow, so when I got laid off, I knew it was time to jump again, but where to? I thought about California and Austin, Texas. At 28, with no job lined up, I moved to Austin. I got an interview with the ad agency and was hired on the spot, and six months later, I interviewed with a government agency, the Texas Lottery. If I ditched the fancy ad agency, I could buy my first house at 29, so I did. Unfortunately, the lottery put me on a death track as far as my health, sitting for hours on end, no windows in sight, gray walls, gray floor, gray everything. I suffered from dehydration, kidney stones, IBS, depression, you name it. I was spending all my disposable income on coping mechanisms trying to fill my emotional voids. I was paying $25 a month for a gym membership I never even used. And I remember sitting there thinking one day, it'll take something as big as cancer to change my life to the degree that I start taking care of myself. I had a therapist, I had a psychiatrist. On my first visit, my psychiatrist asked me if I was suicidal. I said, yes. He asked if I'd ever thought about how I'd end my life. I said, yeah, quite often. He asked what method would I use. I said, a gun. He asked if I owned a gun. I said, no. In 2012, I took three months off work, covered by FMLA, the Family Medical Leave Act. Guaranteed job position when I returned, as if I'd never left. I suddenly had no alarm clock, no schedule. I've spent all day with my dog. I was, it was great. (laughs) It was fantastic. I started watching inspirational videos on YouTube and discovered Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction. What you seek is seeking you, the universe provides. Get in alignment and create your own reality. These messages really resonated with me and still do today. In 2013, my cousin messaged me and my siblings. She was petitioning to become our mother's legal guardian. My mother had been losing her balance and was unable to hold down a job. This was a wake-up call. I knew we had a history of mental illness and strokes on our mother's side, but I wasn't sure how she would be affected year in and year out. I just thought, well, whatever it is, I guess it's happening. In 2014, My cousin had to have my mom tested for Huntington's disease in order to file for disability. I said, Huntington's, what's that? Her blood work came back positive. My cousin told me and my siblings that we needed to decide for ourselves if we wanted to get tested to find out if we had Huntington's too. Each child has a 50-50 chance of having it. So there I was, miserable in my lottery cubicle, hating life, Downing Dr. Pepper's and Snickers bars at 3 p.m. to stay awake. I googled Huntington's disease. The cruelest disease known to man. Like having ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's all at the same time. Great. I didn't hesitate to get tested. I'm more like my mother than my siblings ever were. I would have been more surprised by a negative test result. In my mind, it was just giving a name to something we already knew was there. So I asked my doctor if he could run the test. He took a blood sample, and a month later, he called me at work. He told me my results came back positive. I used to fly to Missouri to spend my mother's birthday with her. On my 2014 visit, I said to her, did you know my Huntington's test came back positive? She looked at me and said, that's from your father's side of the family. (laughs) She was always a jokester. But that response solidified the fact that she was no longer living in reality with the rest of us. She had ventured down a road that gave her comfort in detachment, and who could blame her? She had shielded us kids from this beast, but only by name. We had felt its wrath. We endured its emotional blows. We had watched her mom wither away, strapped to a bed, unable to speak clearly. My mother's cognitive and physical deterioration was speeding up. This is normal in the later stages of HD, and this is when constant care must be arranged. So at age 38, I made a decision to end my career in Austin and move to Missouri to become my mother's caregiver. When I got to Missouri, I hit the ground running and didn't stop for nine months. I had moved up in October of 2015. I remember brushing my teeth once at Thanksgiving and once at Christmas. That is for real. With Huntington's, there's no exact timeline. This could have gone on for another five years. A torturous Groundhog Day. You're in survival mode at all times. The intensity is unspeakable. All you can do is stay calm, be patient, be understanding enjoy each day for what it is, because the next day will most likely be harder than the, the one before. In my downtime, I would sit at the kitchen table and cry, my brain processing the weight of the situation. The first six months took its toll on me. I had stress-induced tinnitus, the same condition that made Van Gogh chop his ear off. I had piriformis syndrome that kept me from standing or walking properly. I went to bed each night in pain, forgetting I had these issues and each morning I'd be reminded. Every morning was like a cruel joke, but as worn out as I was physically, I was gaining absolute mental and emotional clarity and certainty through my daily existential crises. I spent just as much time outside with my dog as I spent inside with my mom, playing fetch and taking photographs. I found balance and inspiration in the beauty right outside the front door. A colorful dying leaf, a freshly fallen snowflake, and the sunsets. My mom threw fits every night. It was just part of the routine. So Sebastian and I would go out and watch the sunset to have some sense of calm closure each day. I lost the ability to relate to people's everyday Facebook posts. I lost the ability to watch TV and not be offended by the barrage of advertisements that didn't speak to our current reality, besides commercials for adult diapers. I couldn't wonder, I couldn't help but wonder if those bothered my mom. I lost the ability to connect with my siblings because this was an experience they weren't having, but I gained the insight to let that go. After realizing that just because you were raised under the same roof does not mean you had the same experience at all. I face a known and unknown future. Huntington's deaths seem to happen a few years earlier each generation. Statistically, I could lose my battle in my late 50s. But a Huntington's warrior without hope is like crawfish without potatoes, you just don't see it very often. With the progress that's been made in just the last three years, I believe a cure for Huntington's is possible in my lifetime. I've stared my own death in the face, and I'm a better person because of it. Although my fate is sealed one way or another, I'm happy, I'm peaceful, I'm lonely, but I'm not depressed. And for the first time since middle school, I am not suicidal. Why is that? When you share airspace with death, you realize the true fragility of life. The pettiness of hate and judgment and misunderstanding. The ridiculousness of celebrity culture. The shame of consumerism. The ease of which we follow rules made up by who for what. Money, time, and religion are all man-made concepts. Remove them and some people don't know how to think for themselves. But it's real easy. You want to know why we're here? To be physical expressions of love and thought and in action, just like a paycheck can promise you money and a clock can promise you time and a preacher can promise you a god i can promise you a truly happy heart if you treat each breath as a gift and not a given
0: That was Colleen McKechnie, recorded live on stage at the Women's Department Club of Shreveport in August of 2017. We recently sat down with Colleen for an update on her life with Huntington's disease and her recent move back to Shreveport.
1: But before we hear that interview, we want to thank another one of our sponsors, Williams Creative Group. Williams Creative Group is a marketing and public relations firm located here in Shreveport. If you or your company have ever had trouble telling your story, maybe you could benefit from their help. It's a noisy, clutter-filled world out there these days. Visit williamscreativegroup.com to learn how they can help your business cut through all of that noise and connect customers in meaningful ways.
0: Here's our interview with the one and only Colleen McKechnie. Stick around afterwards for news about the next All Y'all Live Storytelling event coming up on November 4th, 2018 at Red River Brewing Company.
2: And so when I first moved down here, I, uh, I didn't even, I didn't feel or realize or even think that I was in Shreveport because I had been in, in Missouri for so long. I just, my mind had gotten in a different place. And so anywhere that I would go, I wasn't anywhere. I was just in me, you know? The location did not matter at all to me anyway. It wasn't until I left the house to go eat with my brother. And I was like, whoa, this is really weird. Like, I don't realize I'm in Shreveport until I get out of the house and I'm, I, I'm in Shreveport. <laughs> but I still wasn't acclimated to it. So it's taken me, that was February, this is September. It's taken me that long to kind of be normal
0: you mentioned in your story that you sometimes would like forget that you had these like physical ailments when you were taking care of your mom. Yeah. 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 So that kind of reminds me of that in the sense that like you kind of forget where you are. Like I really admire the fact that you can kind of get lost in your brain.
2: Girl since day one. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I've always been that, that, that person or that kid, you know, back then that was just like the one that's, tries out for softball and then gets hit in the face because I was, like, looking at the grass, you know? Like, looking at the flowers. And, like, I've always been in my own world. And, and there's... I just make no no excuses. Like, I love it.
0: Do you do you forget that you have Huntington's? Does that ever happen? I do. I do. I totally do. Like,
2: I think about it... I don't think about it all the time because that means I'm, I'm not forgetting it. But I think about it sometimes. Like, while I'm driving or or, you know... Or if I think about things like this that are going to be focused around it or on it. I'm like, Oh, yeah. Like, if I, if I step away from the computer, from the emails, from the updates, and all that, it doesn't exist. It And that's cool. Because that kind of takes me back to who I was before I knew about it.
0: I wonder, you know, if you now could go all the way back in time and talk to Colleen, like, Right when you got your Huntington's diagnosis. Yes. Yeah. What would you what would you tell that Colleen?
2: Uh enjoy the ride because it's gonna get bumpy. But my whole life has been bumpy. You know? I was gonna say the the perspective oh man. I was ten when <laughs> we were getting ready to go to church and uh you know, the hustle bustle and everything and uh I remember I got dressed and my mom was trying to get my little sister ready. And and just all of a sudden, like, I I, I was like, i would become aware of heaven and hell, like the length of them. And I had a problem <laughs> with that. Like that day, I just, I sat down on my bed and I kind of started crying. And my mom, you know, she's rushing, trying to get everyone ready. And she was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, you mean like, <laughs> like when, when you go to heaven, it lasts forever? Like it never stops? And she said, Yeah. And I was like, And the same for like Satan down below, wherever below is. She was like, Yeah, that's the way it is. Okay, let's get ready. And I just remember bursting into tears and I was like, I don't want to go to either of those. Like that sounds horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and so 10 years old and I'm like, I don't want to do this, you know? And, and just, what is that headspace? Because I still remember that headspace. As an adult. Like, I I wasn't okay with that. And so I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I still went to church for the next eight years or whatever. But uh, when you come out of all that and you put it all together and you're like, this little bundle of things is what makes me me. I love all of the situations. All of the experiences.
0: I love them. If there's someone listening to this and they're like, you know, I have Huntington's or someone I know has Huntington's. Is there something that you want to tell them or...
2: Well, it, I mean, you can't make it go away, okay? It's only going to get worse. So with, with those things that, that you can't change, that's, this is me coming at it again, where I'm like, fine. <laughs> fine. I'm just going to deal with today the way that today is. And then tomorrow, the way tomorrow is. And I honest, honest to God, that's the way that I live because I can't live any other way. If if I was in a different mindset, I could probably make myself crazy over it. And I don't have any interest in being any crazier than I already am. So I've got to hold on this. Like, I don't want to make it any worse. The fact that it, that thing showed up in my life, it kind of made sense of things that like my personality and and things that were happening to me growing up that I couldn't make sense of. It was, there were parts of me that I was not proud of. And it turns out that all those parts are caused by Huntington's. So it gave me, it kind of gave me like a a little relief of like, hey girl, you're okay. It's not as bad as it feels. You're going to be okay.
1: Sarah and I want to send a big shout out to Colleen for having the courage and strength that it took to tell her story on the All Y'all stage. This was one of those uh, experiences seeing Colleen tell her story live that will personally, that will always stick with me. And I think it'll stick with you too, Sarah. I mean, we will never forget it. So thank you, Colleen.
0: Yes. Thank you, Colleen. And we'd like to invite all of you to join us when we record our next batch of heartbreaking, inspiring and hilarious stories. Our next live event will be called Let's Eat. And it is a food themed event taking place at 1pm on Sunday, November 4th at Red River Brewing Company here in Shreveport. We're going to have live musical interludes from this cool group called Twang Darkly. I think there might be a gourd-shaped guitar or a guitar made out of a gourd, right?
1: <laughs> I think there will be instruments that were once edible things.
0: Which is fascinating. Um, we're also going to have food and drink specials from Fat Calf Boucherie and Red River Brewing Company. And we're going to have six great stories told live on stage. I cannot wait. This is I'm just super stoked about this event.
1: Also, this will be our fifth annual fundraiser event and we'll be donating 100% of the proceeds, not a portion of the proceeds, but all of the proceeds to help fund Shreveport's first ever Stuffed Shrimp Festival, which is going to be happening in 2019. Tickets to All Y'all Live Let's Eat are available now and you can get them at www.ally'allblog.com. Please consider purchasing tickets in advance. They're just $15 each and RSVPing to our Facebook event to help us get the word out about this uh, wonderful event we've got coming up.
0: And just by the chance that you think you might want to tell a story at All Y'all Live Let's Eat, please reach out and let us know. Like... You listening right now, we will work with you to tell your story live on stage at our next event. There are only one or two storyteller spaces left and they're filling up quickly. You can message us via the All Y'all Facebook page or call our storyteller hotline. And that number is 318-582-0665. Again, that's 318 318- 582 0665, or you can even send us an email at hello at allyallblog.com. And either Chris or I will be in touch with you shortly about your story.
1: Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends on social media. It helps so much more than you know.
0: Or play it for your dog while you're at work.
1: Or you could play it for your cats or your uh, Madagascar hissing cockroaches, your neighbors. You could play it for your parakeet that's trying to learn the English language.
0: You could teach it to say "All y'all,
1: oh my gosh. yeah, absolutely. That
0: would be really cool. Uh,
1: you could <laughs> we could one day possibly feature your bird as an all-y'all storyteller.
0: <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. This is our fifty fifth episode, which is amazing. We really appreciate all y'all.